for me, it was like, I got tired of like guns pointed at my face all the time. And it's okay, you made a hundred K your first year on a product, right? Are you going to make a hundred K next year or are you trying to 10 X? And if you want a 10 X, we can show you ways, you know, to accomplish that. You know, for what I could afford as a broke college student coming out of college, I was like, yeah, Ryan, if you need one, you know, I, I know of you through Omar. Uh, um, I reached out through the DM and we set up a meeting. And so I, I, I text Omar the same day. I was like, yo, hit him up, let him know that it's me. Like I'm reaching out um, because I wanted that opportunity to kind of get out of that nine to five. Don't work just in year to year or don't work day to day. Figure out if, if I want to be here in six months, you know, and uh, by the end of the year, what do I need to do to get there? Where do you see social media? going in the next five years. This is the Sphere of Influence podcast with your host, Truly Moni. And joining me today is Justin Berry. By the way, I feel so extremely grateful and thankful to have somebody um, as knowledgeable joining me today. And not only that, but to be the first guest, um, I feel very grateful and lucky and, you know, the universe just aligned for it to be this way. So thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you just offering up your platform and giving me an opportunity to talk with you here. Of course, of course. Um, and for anybody that doesn't know you, can you just give me a quick little intro of you? Yeah, so my name is Justin Berry. I'm a content creator, digital creator. I'm also producer of the Ryan Pineda Show. Um, I'm also a head coach at Wealthy Creator. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've been in the business maybe since 2012. I started off as a photographer kind of fell in love with the opportunity to manipulate photos and do different things and really fell in love with, you know, allowing people to show their expression later on after an event is over, after they've performed or whatever that case may be. But it, it has provided an opportunity for me in many different ways to meet a lot of great people, a lot of like significant and successful entrepreneurs who are trying to build business. And so my journey kind of shifted at, you know, at a point to that. And now today, Justin is an individual who is working side by side with different entrepreneurs and business owners to help scale their business by using social media and all the other platforms available. That is amazing. It's funny. We have like a similar background because in the photography sense, um, I used to be a firefighter yeah. before. I don't know if I ever shared that with you, but um, because I came out of the fire department due to an injury. I ended up going into photography. So uh, we have that wow. in common um, and eventually, yeah, lead back to doing social media as well. Um, yes. With with how you started. So tell me, like, share with me a little bit more about like how you started and how how was that for you as a like an individual going from like photography to social media and just that journey? My start was a little unique, a little different than probably most individuals that are in my space. Um, I was, you know, I didn't get my start until college, probably like maybe three or f almost three and a half years into college. Um, I was playing basketball at a university and, you know, you know how it is in the summertime. They give you some courses where you got to take in order to get your credits up and make sure that you're available and eligible to play. So our entire team would take courses in the summer. And um, they're all electives usually. So, you know, it's stuff that you really don't need in whatever you're you're studying. 
my personally, I was a I was a sociology criminology major with a, a minor in psychology through my years of college. Um, and I, my plans were to go into law enforcement as I had other family and things that were in law enforcement already. So I just saw that as an easy path to to find a career in and you know climb a ladder very quickly. Uh, it wasn't until that third year that I took that elective and I had a choice between pottery and photography. So, you know, it was a simple, really easy choice to make for me. It was like, yeah, do I want to play in dirt or, you know, take pictures of everyone, you know, in my spare time? And that's just how I saw it. Um, but it turned out that I realized quickly that people would be willing to kind of pay for your service if you, you know, can you know, make yourself available and get good at doing that photography. And so that's kind of how my my interest kind of sparked, right? I, I realized that there was, you know, it was a lot of fun first, right, even doing it. But it also gave me an opportunity to kind of share my talents and show things and get exposed to things that I wouldn't otherwise be doing by just playing a sport or even going into law enforcement. So that's where I kind of got my start and kind of fell in love with the art. Um, and then, you know, as time went, I started my own business. I was doing wedding photography. I was shooting music videos on the side. Obviously, I grew up in Chicago, so I had a whole lot of friends that rapped and did things like that that we used to film for. Um, and that was just kind of my my whole humble beginnings because I wasn't making any money. You know, any money that I was making, it was gone by the time I got dinner on the way home from the job. Uh, but, you know, it was an opportunity for me to start honing in on those skills and really, you know, taking it serious and learning and developing in the space. That is crazy, right? The universe, I'm telling you. It was, sometimes we plan for things to go a certain way they, and they don't. And they lead us to, to better things, of course. But on the way, it just seems like, why am I going through this, right? Like, or, or why is this happening? Or where, where am I going? Um, especially for you, like you had 30 years of school. That's like, you were almost done, right? For it to yeah. like completely veer to another level and like a totally different type of uh, environment. And, you know, so that's, that's amazing and very interesting. And, great to see you like be open to it and just take it you yes, know yes. so that's I awesome mean, you, you have a plan for yourself but god always you know laughs at it and, and and you only end up going where he wants you to go and what he has for you so i look back and i'm like yeah i, I wanted some of those things um but it just wasn't meant to be and now you know uh, in today's present time i'm like yeah this was way better than what i would have been doing working you know 16 hour shifts trying to you know protect people that don't even really want to be protected by me. So I, I find myself like super grateful, um, you know, again, for opportunities like this to sit and talk with you and opportunities just to help as many people as I can with growing their businesses. Yeah, no, I definitely see that. That That is awesome. And so, so you did photography in Chicago prop to you because it's freaking cold out there. Um, I'm not oh, a cold yeah. person. <laughs> I, I don't do cold. <laughs> I hate oh, the cold. Yeah. It For a visit, and for a few maybe days tops, but to live there, I couldn't do it. I give it props to the people that can. But <laughs> um, so you went from photography, um, videography. That's fun to know. So I didn't know that you did some um, music. Tell me more about that. That that sounds like fun. Yeah. So at that time, um, you know, interesting enough, this was the the time where like the rap drill scene kind of kind of blew up in Chicago um and you know it, it was one of those things where you know if somebody would you know pay us a few hundred dollars to come out we would take it you know every opportunity that we could do we did and I found myself like you know in certain parts of the city that I probably shouldn't have been in 
carrying around hundreds of dollars in equipment and, you know, in places that I really didn't need to be. Um, and so I had fun with it early on. You know, you get to know these individuals. So it's not as much of a, a concern that most people would have in that circumstance. Um, you start developing other relationships in the industry, getting invited out to events and parties and things like that to cover. Um, all that stuff started happening. Um, and then I quickly realized that it was way more toxic than I wanted to be involved in. Um, and I also knew that it, there was less return financially for those type of jobs than it was in some other areas. And that's how my shift kind of happened from music to weddings and, and event photography. Mm, tell me more about the toxic part of it. Like what, what was the one yeah. thing that was like, Ooh, maybe I shouldn't be here anymore. Or like, what was the, the aha moment in that? Well, I got, you know, in the drill music, a, a lot of it's violent. A lot of it's like, you know, stemming from like real beef that is, you know, in the streets. And for me, it was like, I got tired of like guns pointed at my face all the time and, and those type of things, you know, it, it, it is a part of the art, right? A lot of it. Um, but you know, you can never be too safe with that type of circumstance. And, you know, you just don't know what can happen next. You know, and then it also becomes a thing where, you know, you attach yourself with people because you were there mm -hmm. and then reputation starts to kind of spread. And so I just didn't want a part of that. I didn't want to be any part of that type of scene. I really, you know, felt that it was unnecessary to put yourself in situations like that when you had other resources and didn't have to. Mm -hmm. um, so, I kind of made that shift, right? Like it, it just, you know, it, it wasn't meant for me to be in that area. I still, you know, I still can, you know, enjoy the music from time to time or especially the artists that back then, you know, a lot of them are doing really well. If they're still here, they're doing really well now in the industry. And so like seeing them, you know, them living differently is always a good thing, you know, that I enjoy watching. But for me, it just wasn't meant for me to stay in that space and be in that space. And so I found myself going to a much happier space, you know, doing the weddings and the other events. I think that would be hard for some people to do, to be able to say, you know what, especially because the money attached to it sometimes too, right? Or the reputation uh, or the people that you're hanging around, it just feels like, oh, maybe it will suck you in and, you know, maybe not let you go or, or maybe you feel like you can't let go because of that. So it's, I'm yeah, glad to hear that you I did it. I think you definitely can. It definitely can suck you in. It can definitely kind of not only suck you in, but it also can take a toll on you as you start to see real things happening. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to speak too much on some of those things, but, you know, you don't you don't want to be too far into it that you can't necessarily get out or your reputation now is too deep and you can't kind of make that shift. So it's important for individuals to know that are working in that space. You know, be smart and, and, and really be on point with how you do your business. Because at the end of the day, that's what this is. Like, I, you know, I didn't take jobs, you know, for nothing. I took jobs for more opportunities to build a portfolio, um, to really hone in on skills that I may not necessarily have. I mean, like, I took the one class, but I, I you know, I'm YouTube taught, right? I'm YouTube university graduate, right? Like, I, I really went after it and really studied in the other individuals that were doing it and other pages that were teaching it to really know, you know, exactly what I, I wanted to get out of it. And so, you know, it's important, to, you know, as creators that are on that back end side of things to really do your homework and really understand what you're trying to do so that when it's time to make that shift, that shift becomes a little bit more easy and there's a little less resistance because you have the knowledge. Um, right. And so I encourage anybody that's in a space that they feel is kind of toxic, not really what they want to do for real to kind of make that leap and, and take that gamble and make that shift. Yeah. 
that I think that's so important to remember when to pull out, right? Or when we're we're not happy, right? Sometimes we are doing things because of money or whatever it may be, but it's not bringing us happiness. And I think that's a big key to doing work. Any whatever type of line of work you do is just like being happy where you're at is gonna, you know, make you thrive in that space. Yeah. You can't be yeah, unhappy sure. and have a business running or work for somebody. It just, I don't know, for even for all the money in the world, you know, it just it just doesn't happen. It doesn't make life happy. So No, for sure. For sure. You don't want to be working for, you know, something that you hate doing every single day, right? Like it, it it's gonna to lead to other struggles in other areas. And so you wanna find those things that really fulfill you and give you that feeling of completion. Um, you know, as you're doing, especially on your day to day, because my whole, you know, my whole thing is just try to, you know, always staying motivated, always taking advantage of opportunities as they're presented and really going wherever God leads me. Um, you know, I'm, I always tell people I don't move unless I see a sign, hear a sign and know that it's from him. Um, just because I want to be sure that what it is that I'm doing will I see some success from it. Like, you know, what I mean, and so I just want to uh, you know encourage anybody that's listening or watching this, like be sure that. Your next move is a move that you've heard from God from, right? Do what you have to do fast. Pray on it. Do whatever it is that you, you know, you have to do so that you can, you know, really see that success that you're looking for, that you're not bouncing around to a bunch of different things. And so happiness is important. And, you know, and making those right decisions will lead to that. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, so you went from the music scene to the photography scene, right? And how long were you there and how, what was that like that for you? So I, I did wedding photography for about two and a half years. Um, and, it, you know, weddings, you know, you start slow a little bit because that's a really trusted art form. Um, yeah. Understanding that you only get one shot at everything. There's no, you know, there's no redos. And so, um, you know, it, I started off kind of slow getting a job, maybe, you know, once a month, you know, sometimes twice a month if we got lucky, but that picked up really fast just from referrals and word of mouth. Um, I I didn't even really have an opportunity to like create the website and funnel the business from different things in order to kind of make it go before it started to kind of take off. Um, And and which is a good thing, right? Like I I have no complaints when it comes to that. It, It showed me that when you do quality work, it will spread, you know, awareness about it will spread the way it should. And so I, I was doing maybe, uh, you know, three times a month we were doing weddings. I, I brought on a cousin of mine who did videography and I brought on another cousin of mine who, who DJ. And so we were selling ourselves as a package for weddings where you can get all three services in one deal, uh, which made it kind of really enticing for individuals who were trying to find reasonably priced, um, you know, uh, uh, vendors. And so that's really how I kind of made that shift. And then as things started to pick up, you know, things started to get you know bigger and bigger with the, the number of guests at a wedding and the venues and different things like that. And so we slowly started investing in new equipment and getting things ready and prepared for us to go. Um, and then there was just one summer where uh, I think, you know, economically things kind of slowed down. And and that's when, you know, I was like, okay, it's time for another shift. It's trying to figure something out. And so I did that for about two and a half years, traveling all around the city, sometimes out of state, um, you know, same type of video almost every single time to like, you know, how wedding videos go. Yeah. Um, there was a format back then. This is like 2000, 
14, 15, there was a format that almost every wedding videographer used. Um, and so that's just, you know, kind of how we operated as a, as a unit together. So then how did you stumble upon, was it Ryan first or what led you to working with him? So all the, previously, all the time that we just spoke of, I was in Chicago most of that time. And um, that's where I kind of got my start. Um, after college is when I decided to kind of move West Coast. I was married at the time. I got married the last year of college. Uh, my wife was a year behind me. So she I stayed during that time period so that she can finish. Um, right after she finished, you know, it was she finished in May and August. We were moving to Las Vegas simply just because, you know, you spoke of it earlier. It's cold out in the Midwest. Um, you know, I, I know from being there that, you know, it's a great city, lovely city, but it's a cold hearted city, too. And the competition is fierce. There's nobody really trying to network and kind of build a community in, in the way that I want it. Um, and I knew the West Coast was kind of a hub for media. And so if I was going to take that time serious to really, you know, try to get do this, it was it needed to be in a location that was serious about media. And so we we packed everything up. You know, we took a couple flights out pre, uh, prior and checked out a few places uh, in Los, in California, out in Los Angeles. And I quickly realized that the what it costs to live there versus what you get for your money was just not enough. Um, you know, for what I could afford as a broke college student coming out of college, I was like, yeah. I don't want to live in a studio for $4,000 a month. And so I um, I had a friend, one friend that I knew in Vegas. He was the only person I knew in Las Vegas. And he was like, just come check it out, man. Like, stay with me for a weekend. I'll, I'll drive you around a little bit so you can see things. You can price some apartments and things like that. And after I came out, I knew, you know, this was it. This was it. And so we made that leap. We kind of took all, you know, packed up our one-year-old at the time, drove cross, cross country and, and started a new life here in Las Vegas. Um, it wasn't until I, I joined a, a local church here in Las Vegas called City Light Vegas. Um, still to, to today, it's my home church. I served there on their media team. And, and that's when I started to really build a network and a community with those guys. I got really lucky, too, because it just so happened that the church I decided to join was also the home church to a lot of the individuals at Think Media. Um, if anybody knows Think Media, they're the number one source for YouTube education on YouTube with over two and a half million subscribers. And so it just so happened that a lot of their staff and a lot of their talent went to the church as well. Um, so I started to volunteer and work with those guys. Um, I also helped out and, and, and did some freelance work for Think Media during their events where I also learned content and learned YouTube and learned these platforms. And so it just really opened up a lane for me. Um, through my good friend Omar El Takori, um, who's also a, a, a talent at Think Media, he introduced me to Ryan, and and that's how that relationship kind of started. I had you know quick little. I saw Ryan. Uh, uh, he put a post on Instagram like he often does when he's looking for you know a new employee, um, and he posted that he was looking for a podcast editor. And I was like, well, I have these skills behind the camera, but I also know what I'm doing on the back end as well in the editing softwares. And so I was like, Hey, Ryan, if you need one, you know, I, I, I know of you through Omar. Uh, um, I reached out through the DM and we set up a meeting. And so I, I, I text Omar the same day. I was like, yo, hit him up. Let him know that it's me. Like I'm reaching out um, because I wanted that opportunity to kind of get out of that nine to five like position that I was in and, and really be able to, to kind of use the, the skills that I had developed over time through time 
to, to really do it at a high level. And so after our conversation and some negotiations, I was joined, you know, I joined the team as a podcast editor. Wow. That's a, that's a crazy like story. I mean, the background, leaving the family behind. I mean, if, I'm guessing most of your family was out in Chicago then and uh, nobody yeah, was out yeah, here. We, so. the, we were the only ones here. We were the only ones here in Vegas still are. Um, just recently, uh, three weeks ago, my cousin moved here. The cousin that was also a partner with me, videographer, he moved here and is working with the team as well with Ryan Pineda as an editor. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just me. It was taking that risk. I also knew that if I didn't go now, I wouldn't go later. Mm. Um, and, and me and my wife, we just heard God calling us to, to Las Vegas. And so, uh, you know, against all odds, you know, taking that only, we only had about 3000 bucks when we moved. Uh, and it was like half of that went to the first month's rent and the other half we had to make it work until we found something. Luckily, you know, through God's grace, uh, my wife found a job immediately. Um, for me, I bounced around, uh, you know, with an injury. So I, I actually tore my patella tendon two weeks before we moved. So I couldn't start the academy like I was going to do in the law enforcement. But, you know, the moment I was back up on my feet, I ended up finding a nine to five and, and doing that for a little bit. But I knew the whole time that, you know, God was calling me for something more. Uh, and truthfully, you know, more important than what I had my own set for my own plans. And so, yeah. It was a crazy time, t trying time, worrying, you know, spent a lot of nights trying to figure it all out. Um, but, you know, in the long run, he delivered and he put me in a position that, you know, I, beyond what I could have dreamed of when we, you know, were back home and trying to figure the end of college out. That's amazing. Um, I'm not like a church person or like believe in one religion, but I do mm -hmm. believe that the universe, you know, that the higher being, there's a higher being that's always guiding us to wherever we need to be, wherever, wherever that is, you know, and we don't know it. And it's beautiful when we finally get there, you know, so it's Absolutely. beautiful to hear your story, you know, and it gives me chills to think about like, you know, we're meant for we have a calling. We all have a calling, you know, and it's just like we need to open up our eyes and see what that calling is. So it's it's beautiful when people find it. I find it. But um, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, and, and that's amazing. <laughs> like the, the, just to talk about the power of social media. Right. It's like and this was back when when was this? What year was this? So this was 2018 that we made the move to. uh to, to 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 Las Vegas and, and you know where we got to meet the the Think Media team along with the Ryan Pineda's crew. Right. So 2018, and I mean, social media has only gotten stronger, right? But when you think about social media and the power it had back then, where you were able to contact Ryan, right, and get a job, and now like you're doing, you're the head of his produce, you're his, his head producer, right? So it's just amazing yeah. the power the social media has. Like, what would you say for businesses, right? Because like that's one of like one of the major topics for the sphere of influence, right? How how much social media can affect you as a business owner, and how much power it can have if you have that social media presence. Yeah, I mean, this is it's the most powerful tool right now for a business, in, in my personal opinion, because of the amount of people and individuals that you have the, the ability to reach using it. Um, you know, it's it, I always find it interesting when I see business owners and entrepreneurs that don't do it because I was like, what's stopping you? And they can give some reasons. And I'm like, well, do you know what it will do if you were doing it? 
and and they're like, yeah, we got an idea because we see other people doing it and, and, you know, that kind of thing. And I was like, no, but understanding that what social media has done, it has allowed the individual with an idea to create something quickly. Right. I always, you know, I always give kudos to Ryan for this because he can have an idea. His idea goes to profitable business in six months. And it's just interesting enough that most of the business is driven from his social media. Right. So there's times where we'd be behind the scenes and I don't even know if I should be saying this, but we will be behind the scenes working on things and he'll come up with an idea. And before the idea has a business plan, it's being advertised. Mm-hmm. Right. And interesting enough, the amount of time that it takes to kind of build out and, and get people in and invited in to, to, to take part in that product, the product is being developed and, and is complete. And so things kind of all work together. But to go back to the social media point, if you're if you have a business and you're not on social media currently, you're making a mistake. But I, I also want to say that it's not too late to start today either. Right. It's important that. You know, you take the opportunity that you get with social media, try to spread your awareness. We use the terms like know and trust every day. Right. You need them to know you. Right. You want them to know you You want them to know about you. Then you want them to like you. You want to make sure that they, they find some reason to attach themselves to you in some relatable way. And then once they trust you, you have a fan, you have a customer, you have a supporter. And so, you know, we always try to encourage any entrepreneur or business owner. Yeah, you may not want to be on the camera. You may not be completely comfortable. You may not want to expose your life and different parts of your life. You know, and you don't have to do everything, but making, you know, gaining a presence, gaining an audience will help your business survive any type of economy. It helps your business survive any type of changes, you know, that may take place that may throw you off. It helps, you know, in the long run to be able to have a following that just supports whatever you do. And so if you are one of those individuals that aren't doing it currently, get with some other individuals that do do it and figure out how you can implement those elements into your business. It's a guaranteed, you know, strategy for growth. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So what for you guys, because I know you guys deal with a lot of businesses from different, you know, uh, real estate and just like different, all type of different businesses, right? Like, What is the biggest um I guess, hold back for a person to get started? Uh, first, they just don't know where to get started. All right, that's like the biggest thing. It's like the first question I always get is, all right, what do I do? All right. And then it goes, what am I going to talk about? All right. And then from there, it, it, it goes, uh, this is a big commitment. And, you know, I don't have the time to do it. All right. And then it just keeps snowballing. It, there's every excuse. Right. And so to me, Everything that you can kind of think of, that's not your hold back. Your hold back is right here, right? It's mentally, it's, it's being willing to commit to do something. Um, you committed to make the business. You didn't know when you started that business whether or not it was going to work, right? You just committed to doing something, right? And so I say, like, it's the same thing for social media. If you can just commit to creating you'll see results, right? And by commitment, I mean, there's not just make a video, hope that it goes viral and stop. Like, no, commit to making it con- continuously, consistently. And, you know, there'll, there'll be results. Yeah. That, that first part that you said about not knowing what to say, sometimes we, I think we overthink as business owners. We're like, oh, well, people should just know, right? Should just 
know what we do or, you know, it's, it's in the name or it's in the, in the type of industry that we work on that they should know, but it doesn't hurt because sometimes they actually don't know. They don't, and even, even if they have a general uh, idea of what we do, they don't really know how you as a person running your business could help them. And your business is not the same as the next business, right? Like we are all like the individual that's running that business creates a personality for that business, right? And that drives that business and the way that they conduct business. So if you and me are doing the same business, we're still different individuals and we tackle things differently. So the person that might click with you might not click with me. And that's why we have so many businesses, right? And and so getting the message out there, even though we think, oh, it's going to be redundant. Oh, somebody else might, might have already said it or, you know, but you don't know. And you don't know if they're going to click with you versus somebody else. So just putting yourself right. out there is such a, such a big part of it. Just going out there and putting it out there. And even if it doesn't have to be, you know, to start off, right? Like, oh, seven videos a week, but just start, you know, just do at least three times a week, you know? And if that's too much, then you reach out to somebody that can help you that does that for, you know, for a business like you guys or myself, you know, just get yourself the help that you need to get out there and, and help. So. Yeah. One, 1000%. I mean, I want, I want like any entrepreneur that's not or a business owner that's not on social media to understand what it means to kind of, you know, scale your business using the tool. Think about every corporation for as long as you can think back. They all use something to represent themselves. You know, I, mean, I look at Geico. Geico is still showing ads with the gecko that's talking to you, right? Like Mr. Clean still shows the bald head guy that's there. Uh, the funniest one is the clear eyes guy with the monotone voice, right? Like they all use a personality that whether you know it or not, if you heard it outside of that commercial, you would recognize what brand it was. And what social media has done is allowed you to be the brand now, right? You to be the thing, the the image and the gimmick that's representing the brand. And so when you talk about there being a lane for everyone, it's true, right? Like there are billions of people on these platforms. If I go get 2 million followers, I haven't touched the surface of how many people are on here, right? And so, but with 2 million followers and converting at 20%, I'm doing really good in my business. And so it's important to kind of look at it from that type of perspective. Like, yeah, Monica, you may be saying the same thing that I say on every call that we do, right? Your business may be doing the exact same thing, but for some reason that person attaches themselves to you because they just enjoy the way you laugh or they enjoy the way I, you know, I laugh or I joke around on my calls, right? So it, it just depends. Like everybody has their own taste. And so you have an opportunity to go grant to gain a really large audience just using your everyday life, your everyday personality. There's no gimmick to it, right? This is who I am. This is how I speak. This is how I present. This is what I represent. And now you have the opportunity to either support or scroll up. It's that simple. And so I really want to encourage anybody that's thinking about, you know, that is not on social media, that's thinking about moving their social media into a more of a business direction you should go for it. Like jump out that window, take that risk because you know, you can make one video today and go get a million views and your business has changed forever. Yeah. And to span on that too, you know, those big corporations, they spend 
thousands of dollars to get that marketing out there. And now we have platforms like social media that you can spend the money to advertise, right? But you don't have to. As long as you start creating that presence and start being there and creating content and putting that information out there, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars like those companies did to, you know, getting, get their brand engaged and ingrained in our minds. So I think that and it's by itself, it's golden. Yeah, absolutely. It's free. Think about it. You're on a platform that was free to, to sign up to. And you're also on a platform that when making the right type of content for yourself will push you to other people's pages, right? It promotes you. And so when you figure out how to, to do it, you know, the right strategy that works for your business, all the work is done. You've done it all without spending a dime. Um, of course, there's going to be overhead if you get into having your own team and an editor and a, and a videographer and all those things. But it's way less than what a corporation would spend on creating that commercial or that jingle that they use every single time. Um, so it's important to know that like it, it's super valuable. I love what you just said. Right? Like there's an opportunity to make a lot of money doing nothing and costing you nothing. Yeah. And there's some people that like the, a lot of the content creators, right. They're just like putting out funny things, right. They're still monetizing and they're not, selling anything they're not selling any product and they're still monetizing from just the videos that they're putting out there yeah yeah i mean the entertainment space is still the entertainment space um you know there's still money to be made there like you know i I know a lot of people that just do like specifically do entertainment videos where they don't sell a product um and what they make on ad revenue alone pays their bills and then every brand deal or sponsorship that they get after that is a bonus that helps increase their lifestyle. And so there's, you know, that's a, that's a whole other route. That's a route that I don't teach necessarily, but there is, you know, again, a creator that's just like me who teaches content to business owners. There's also creators that teach content to you know entertainers. And so it's important to know that that, that lane is wide open, you know, and there's plenty of space for you, even starting today when you feel like you're behind a ball, you're behind, you know, you're behind what everybody's been doing for years there's still a lot of opportunity out there to, to, to kind of make your presence felt. Yeah. And I think you touch on a very like important aspect of like, if you don't have that information, don't limit yourself, go out there and find the person that does have it to get you wherever you need to go. Right. Um, I, myself, right. Like I do social media, but you guys are killing it. Right. So what did I do? I went and joined your team because I don't have an ego that's going to stop me from learning from somebody that's doing better than me, you know? And I think we need to hang our egos on the door and find the help that, that we need to be better, uh, whether it's individuals, better businesses, uh, better sales, you know, there's somebody out there that's doing it better. So instead of struggling, go out there and get the help you need. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, pride will kill you. All right. Comparison will kill you. Mm. Right. And so I, I, I refrain from trying to do having too much of either one. Right. Like, yes. Do you have some everybody has a little ego knows, you know, especially when you have you know developed what you want to do and, and be good at. You know, you start seeing some success. And yeah, you may have a little ego that which I don't like to call ego. I call it just confidence. Right. And conviction and believing in what I'm saying to be true. Um, but there's also that comparison that will kill you and destroy you. 
you know, comparing yourself to the success of other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and that's important because, you know, there's individuals online that show every piece of success that they gain, right? Like, hey, I'm going to flash you and I'm going to show you everything that I've done that's good. And so, but, you know, rather than comparing, you really should be learning from. And so I try to, you know, here with Ryan Pineda, we come across so many individuals that's doing things at a high level. And I just try to take something from each one, like whether it's be some knowledge or, you know, an action. I try to take a little bit from from everyone, you know, to kind of learn from. Even in my groups, like in, in, in Wealthy Creator, on those calls, I'm consistently learning from other individuals that are doing different things, right? Even as I'm teaching it. And so, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Even the best of the best have mentors, mm. all right? I, I know of masterminds that Ryan's a part of. I know of these, you know, these different things. And there's individuals that he talks to on every once a week, every week in the mornings, just to gain insight on, on what he's trying to accomplish long term. And so and somebody that's already doing it at a high level has individuals that share knowledge with them and learn and they learn from those individuals. And there's no reason for me to have too much pride to learn from others as well. And, you know, it, it's, it's really good to always be trying to find that knowledge. I can tell you personally, there's a lot of these creator conferences that are going on in the summertime. You're going to see me there. I'm there because I, I, I want to be consistently learning from other individuals that's doing it at a high level. Um, take it, take it from me. If you, if you aren't in a program, if you don't have that mentor that's doing it, doing what you're doing at a high level, if you don't have those individuals that you can learn from, then find someone, speak to DM me, try to get into a wealthy creator, try to get into a mastermind that's out there. Um, WealthCon is coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're filming this, you know, last week of June. That'll be, you know, the first couple of weeks of July. So there's there's opportunities there to to be able to to really learn from other individuals that's doing it at a high level. And so kudos to you for taking that, you know, that 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 leap of faith and, and really trusting in, you know, our business and our team to really give you the information that you need. And also for you having the courage to just set that pride aside or set that ego aside and really go after what you're trying to do professionally. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I think growing up, I didn't have that mentality, right, to just – well, first of all, I'm a woman. <laughs> I think we, we always think we're right, right? Um, and I'm, I'm speaking for myself. I shouldn't speak for every every woman here. But, <laughs> but I think most of the time we, we tend to think we're right. And um, we I felt like in the past, it has held me back from reaching my full potential by limiting, limiting myself and thinking that I know best or that I know it all. It's like, no, you don't. And that's okay. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's totally okay um but just letting go letting go of that ego letting go of that um i know best attitude is gonna drive you and into the moon so yeah yeah. um going back to social media so how do you guys help businesses get into social media and pretty much help them grow on social media like, what are some of the tips that you would say are helpful for a business owner to know and um, apply to their business, especially if they're not online at all? Yeah, so we, we teach a lot about personal branding and learning how your personal lifestyle, your personal business structure, the way you run, you know, your team, your, your company culture, things like that are good elements to implement and expose the world to, to show what type of operation you actually run. 
And so we, we help a lot out with creating and, and, and molding individuals' personal brand to what they you know would want to see from their own avatar and what they want to expose to their audience. Um, after that, we always you know continue on to give tips and strategies on how to grow from that you know, from that point. The ways of you know, we know of that we've tried and tested on these platforms that we know work. Um, I often give out like tips and things that I've learned from insiders at some of these platforms that work for these platforms, and so. That's how we continue to grow it. Um, once you get into the nitty gritty of it, we also uh, no, we teach individuals how to do sales funnels and landing pages and all these different elements and pieces that you need to operate a successful business. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, um, entrepreneurship does not mean, you know, creating a product in your room and selling it and putting it online on some, you know, third party, you know, sales site, right? Like that's uh, e-commerce. Like that's not what entrepreneurship is so much more than that when you want to do it at a high level and so we implement a ton of things through a curriculum on on teaching people how to do it the same way that you've seen ryan pineda do it right um a good example that i always like to kind of give individuals who ask that question is okay you made 100k your first year on a product right are you going to make 100k next year or are you trying to 10x and if you want to 10x, we can show you ways, you know, to accomplish that. Yeah, I think from the program, I have found that so valuable that it's not just social media, right? Like the landing pages, which you were talking about, um, more information, like the speakers that come on board to just give you that information, like that access alone. I'm just like, whoa, you know, it's just like I joined the social media academy, yeah. right? But I got so much more than that, right? Like you're touching it, on, like hitting on the nail. You know, you get access to people that are have like very in-depth knowledge about podcasts, about um, landing pages, about ads. Um, that to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like thankful. I'm so thankful that I ran into you guys, you know, because I don't, fall, I'm not a real, I'm not in real estate. Um, the, the reason how I learned about you guys was actually through my cousin. My cousin does real estate and she followed him. And oh, that's wow. how I ended up finding out about Ryan because I had no idea about Ryan until maybe about a year ago. So. Yeah. There's two things you just said that I want to touch up on too. And, and I think like, that's what makes our program different from other programs is that, um, you can get on a call with, with in a group session and you can have a question and I'm going to take that question. And I'm going to go ask the expert, you know, who's in our field or, or running our operations to come on the call and explain it in detail. Or, you know, every Tuesday you get to have a conversation with Ryan Pineda. Right. Like those are those are things that make our program a lot unique and a lot different from other programs where you're getting coaches that are were once students that are teaching you or, or something of that sort. And instead, you're getting from the real, you know, the real team. Right. Like our, our team takes time out of their schedule and out of their busy day to cater to our, our students. And we're not changing that. Right. That is a part of our culture is, you know, making sure that our, our people that are in our programs and in our community are getting what they need to be successful. So that was the one thing you said that I was like, yes, please. Like, I got to do a better job at explaining what it is that we do. Um, but that is a big point of of emphasis on our on our business. Um, and then the second thing you, you said that you, you you heard from your cousin who follows Ryan, and that just speaks to the power of the social media again, right? Like, 
You didn't come in as some individual that saw Ryan's ad for it. You came in from someone else who saw it. And, and that's what it does, right, for an entrepreneur, right? That awareness spreads even through word of mouth after someone sees your video. And so it's very, it's a very powerful thing. And it goes along with what we stand for and what we're trying to teach everybody in our community to do as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of, I, I run into a lot of businesses this, that talk about, oh, I do marketing and I put my ad, you know, in, in the newspaper or the local whatever, but that ad is going to maybe be seen once right? By the one individual. Uh, mm-hmm. And then maybe find its way to the trash can. Whereas when it's on social media, it's going to live there for as long as it's going to live there, right? Like for as long as the platform is around, that video is going to be there. And that in itself, there's so much value. And guess what? You could have not paid, you could pay zero money to create that video and put it up there. And that's going to give you more of a return than that marketing um piece you know so what what is your take on the old marketing versus the new marketing social media well that's i mean the, the biggest difference is that you you, ch- you kind of touched on it that these videos this content that lives on these platforms it's not going anywhere um there's a couple cases where you know i see videos that we did last year still seeing an increase in views still seeing an uptick in ad revenue Right. And it's still being promoted on these platforms. And so no, and knowing that the more we create, the more we give ourselves the opportunity to expose people to the business. And so it's just a better way of marketing rather than, uh, you know, it used to be marketing campaigns are run and then they die. Right. They don't run the same campaign forever. And then you got to take the, the rev, some of the revenue that you gain from that campaign to fund the next one. Instead, we're making videos day to day you know, putting out multiple pieces a day that will live in these platforms forever. Um, you know, I can give you the example, our, our, our channel, the wealthy way podcast network, which is, which was, it used to be Ryan's old podcast channel before we combined the two to make one channel. That channel still exists. Those videos still exist on that platform. And we haven't posted since December. I checked it this week and the, and the platform has made $14,000 this year. And we haven't posted a video since December. And so that just speaks on how much, uh, you know, the, these platforms live. Like a, a platform like YouTube isn't going anywhere. Those videos are evergreen. You know, the more people search, the more it's suggested, the more people browse the, you know, on the platform, we're going to come up. And so we try to make it hard for our competition, right? We try to put out a whole lot of, you know, videos and a lot of value so that it's not just wasted time for people. Um, and we try to do that on a consistent basis. And so that is the new way to, to do things. Um, even when it comes to the entertainment field or any other area, you know, they're making deals like these corporations now are making deals with personal brands, right? Like they're finding the individuals to, to be a part of their brand, to represent their brand, because they understand that, you know, they may be able to get two million views on their TV show and run ads on that TV show. But it's totally different when I can go get four million views on a video that was 30 seconds long or that was, you know, a a short video and then go get another four million on my next video and then go get 200,000 on my next one. And I can just continue on where I'm averaging, you know, 10 million views in a week. You know, that's a big difference from just getting two million views overall 
you know, on a network. And so in knowing that, I think the new age of, of marketing has completely changed the game. Um, you know, the DM me funnel, that's a big change in, in how we can do things where I can say DM me if you're interested and you can immediately get sent a link that then sends you to a salesperson, mm-hmm. right? Like that's that's a big, you know, difference in, in just seeing a commercial and, and hoping that people will take action. Yeah, definitely. I think that the, the key word was their value, right? The value that you're providing on each video is so important. And, you know, I, I look at, I've seen, um, I can't remember exactly the name of all the, the companies, right? Out on TikTok trying to, do the same type of marketing that they run on TV and they're just not successful, right? Because they're no. not bringing any value. You know, they're not bringing entertainment. They're just showing their product. That's it. And that's the wrong way to go about it on social media, right? You do need to bring that value piece. Like why, why is it that I should do business with you rather than this is my product now I'll go and purchase it. Right. So that's definitely the old mentality of doing marketing. Yeah, I mean, for people to click purchase now, they got to trust it, right? And and the old marketing didn't make it, didn't make me trust it. They just ran the market because that was all being shown to you. Now that everybody has something to show you, you know, I have to really trust you to support you. And and so if I'm not adding value, if I'm not really giving you something, you know, to make you a fan of it, there's not likely that I can convert you into a customer, and so it's important to add that value in those pieces and those even, the you know, and by value, it just doesn't mean information or, you know, it also means, you know, give me some of that experience of yours. Tell me about that. Show me a little bit of broader content that that gives me a little exposes me to your life. Right. Like, uh, you know, and I, I always say this about certain brands like I've never heard like I've never heard two females talking about how great their Kylie lipstick is. I've never heard them say that, but they buy it because they know, like and trust her. Right. They understand like who she is and what she's brought to the brand. And so it's important to know that, like, you don't have to have the best product out there. There can be a, a million products just like yours. But if I know, like, and trust you, I'm going to support you. And so we're beyond just showing me the product. Like, give me a little more. Um, I need to know a little bit about you before I do something to, you know, to support you. Yeah, definitely. And I think the other part that you touched on the DM me, right? Just alone with that, you could be a solopreneur, right? And have it, have your social media set up so efficiently that that is handled automatically, right? And you're not having to do this extra work. So if you're emailing, if you're replying to an email, you have to physically reply to your email. Well, maybe now, nowadays, not so much, but, mm-hmm. um, you could still have those, you know, uh, set up to reapply, um, reply automatically. But for the DMs, it's the same way, right? Like, this platform could get you to the person that you're your ideal client for them to reach out to you and to help you convert those clients that easy. Right. And that's why when people say, Oh, well, I, I don't see the value in it. And I just think you don't know what the value of it is. And that's the misconception of like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to make, I don't want to dance and record myself dancing. That's like the, the major misconception of social media, right? Like you have to dance to be able to get videos um, out in social on social media. So, yeah, people see social media as like the entertaining, like the place for entertainment. They don't see it as a place for, 
you know, business owners and entrepreneurs, they see it as just like, this is where you go to make fun of people, to have fun, to show fun times, right? And they don't, they, they misinterpret how useful the tool is. Um, yes, you want 1,000%. That DME funnel works, right? A lot of our business is driven on the DME funnel because not only does it give you instant access to something, but it allows the business to track to where it goes and, and who's coming to get it. And so with that, I can really use that information. And it's the same way that Tesla collects data on their cars. And you know what I mean? Like it's, it's the same thing, type of data collection. But what it does is the accessibility, how easy it is for you to get to the product, right? Or get to the source. You know, that's, that's what it's all about. And so that funnel really works. It really, you know, drives a lot of business. And it just, you know, it's beyond just, you know, the simple, hey, you know, Call this number if you want to reach me. No, 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 no. I'm not calling you. You call me, all right? And so it, it, it works really well in, in, in that case, for sure. So you mentioned that a lot of your people come through social media. Do you guys have numbers on how people reach out to you? Is it, are you guys mainly getting all your customers through um, social media, to through word of mouth? Like, what what are your numbers looking like? Well, there's a large percentage um, uh, that do come through social media, but we do use other avenues as well. Um, you know, our marketing team does really good with paid ads and, and things like that. But I can tell you, you know, for the first 200,000 followers in the first two years of this, it was all organic. Mm-hmm. It was all coming in from social media where a product was advertised and the response was taken to a sales team. Right. And so. Um, yeah, now currently, like, yes, we're, we're, we're adding on elements cause we're trying to scale at this point and continue to scale and grow the community. But, um, yeah, uh, most of it does come through, you know, these social media platforms where we put out a video advertising a product or we, we tell a story, you know, on one of these platforms and we just get people to click a link, you know, you click a link, you DM me and, and, you know, you go straight to that landing page that then leads you down you know, a funnel that, you know, eventually leads to a sale. Nice. So where, where do you see social media going in the next five years? That's a good question. Um, so let me just back up from last year. At the beginning of the year, I made a video that where I kind of, you know, predicted that what was going to happen with the short form content. And it was, I was believing that, you know, long form was going to kind of take, you know, uh, a big, a big, a big jump and leap in, in how influential it is, because I, I felt like short form for the previous two years did really well for people. Like it really helped people grow an audience. But I always know that those, you know, it shifts every so often with what it does. And I, and I think in the next five years, what's going to take place is those individuals that are great communicators will be the ones that stand apart from any person that's just making short form content. And so what I mean by that is podcasters, uh, individuals that are making long form videos between that hour and four hour, you know, range. Those are the individuals that are going to see tremendous growth in the next five years. Um, We're starting to see it now where these platforms are rewarding the longer videos. But I know, um, you know, even myself trying to be a better communicator, I'm understanding. The reason being is because I'm understanding that those are the individuals that are going to set themselves apart when it comes to influence. Um, uh, we're at, we already at the phase of like, know, and trust with short form, which means you get 30 to 60 seconds to make me like you. 
then it's going to become, all right, are you really who you say you are on these short videos? Can I truly trust you? Um, and with the, you know, with all these different innovations in AI, everybody's going to start sounding the same. Everybody's going to have the information available to them, right? Like you can go on any of these AI chat boxes and, and tell them to write you a script right now that makes you really knowledgeable in something that you've never done before. Um, and so in order in order for the separation to take place, the people that can talk about it for two hours are going to be a lot different from the individuals that are reading from, you know, an AI script. And so I think, you know, the platforms will still exist. They're not going anywhere. It's still going to be a very useful tool for businesses, but the separation is going to come with those individuals that are, that can speak long form. Um, and so that's going to come with events, right? Like, we're already seeing an uptick in that. People love going out to these events now as we took that hit during, you know, 2020. And so, you know, to get on that stage, you got to be be up there for a little while. There's no short form script that can keep you up there long enough to really get people to buy into you. And so I, I think that's where what we're going to see. We're going to see other platforms get more serious about longer form content because at the end of the day, Instagram has come, you know, TikTok has come. And YouTube's been trekking away for the last 15, 20 years. And we're seeing that, you know, YouTube is still the most powerful tool for entrepreneurs and business owners. Mm. So would you say then that business owners that are not on any platforms, should they just jump on the longer platforms, the longer videos? Or what, what would you recommend for them? I mean, if, if, if it's a business owner that's not on any platform right now, I'm just going to say get started with what is the least path of, path of resistance. I don't want you to, to commit to doing, you know, two hour conversations if your business doesn't allow you the time to do so. If you can commit to doing 10 videos for 30 seconds and, and spending an hour or two hours doing that, then I'll take it, right? Because like, it gets you started in it. Um, because if you're not on any platforms right now, the, the big key and concern for me is just to make sure that you're getting your reps in, right? Getting better with how you present and what you want, you know, truly what you know you want your brand to look and, and sound like. And so it's important to just use whatever is, you know, efficient and convenient for you at the moment. As you begin to develop, though, that's when you revisit that, you know, the, that, the, you know, that topic specifically, short form or long form, and see where you can add that long form in. Um, because no presence is no presence, but even a small presence with high conversions will do you well and, and serve your audience well as, you know, too. Yeah. And also to, to that point is we tend to think it needs to be perfect, right? And we don't want to get started because, oh, you're, you don't have it perfect. And, but it's just about getting started and eventually all the kinks will eventually iron out and, you know, you'll, come out better on just presenting and talking and being more natural on camera, but just don't let the fact that you don't know, or you don't feel comfortable, stop you, just get out there, start doing it. Eventually you'll feel better and you'll get more natural. And it'll just become, you know, another task that you need to do on your to-do list. Yeah, absolutely. Stop analyzing and stop letting fear stop you doing from what, you know, your potential leads, you know, you got to stop letting it, that fear really take you out of what you have potential to do. I think there's, I don't think there's anyone that can't do, get on these cameras and present in a way that will allow them to really spread their awareness and, and grow their personal brand. 
There's nobody. I believe everybody can do it. I think that, you know, the fear is what stops you. And I think once you get beyond that, once you stop, you know, analyzing what will happen next and just allow yourself to speak into a lens or speak into a, a phone, then you'll start to see like this gets easier and easier. And, and you know, I'm seeing it for myself. You know, I taught it, you know, for a couple of years and, and now I'm like, OK, Justin, if you're teaching it, you got to start doing it a little more. Right. Um, because coaching is totally different. Right. Like I can coach you up and get you ready. But having to actually perform it is something else. And so, you know, as I'm continuing to do it, I'm learning myself. Like, yeah, it just gets easier. It gets more natural. And, you know, it, you know, finding ways that are comfortable for you to do it, too. You know, that matters. And so that's when getting a coach helps as well. So there's things that, you know, it's important to know. Like, yeah, I I have to do this for my business if I want my biz- business to scale and succeed long term. Um, I think we're all out here trying to you know, leave a mark on, on what we have, you know, for this world. And so to do that, you know, leaving that, that, that mark on the social media platform that is going to live forever is one way to do it very easily without any pressure, without any worries. You know, there's, you're really playing, you know, you know, you really have the upper hand and your leverage in doing this, right? Like, yeah, somebody might not like you, but, you know, millions of people might like you. And for those that don't like you, you'll never know about it anyway, right? Like they're, they're not actually going to, you're never going to see them, right? A negative comment and you're never going to see them face to face. And so it's important to, you know, to take that risk and kind of jump out that window and go, all right, today I'm going to make a video. What am I going to make it about? I don't know. I'm just going to press record and I'm going to speak on what I know with conviction and press publish. And I ain't going to worry about, you know, what happens next. Yeah. I, um, there was, I don't remember it verbatim what, what he said, but Alex Hermosi touched that subject that it's, it's not only that it's fear, you know, whatever is stopping you, uh, stopping us is fear, but not only fear of like the unknown, but like usually it's like somebody that either you're afraid to look bad in front of somebody or somebody's in your mind. And it's so true. You know, we, we have this perception that, Oh, somebody's going to judge us or, or, or I'm going to let this person down or, you know, but just like, don't let that drive you. Think of, okay, what do you want for your business? And let that be the driver instead of focusing on, you yeah. know, what person is going to think of you. Like they're not paying your bills, you know, you're paying your yeah. bills and you have to do whatever is in your power to, to get that going. And part of that is social media. So just get out there and, and do it. Yeah, because, I mean, the, the truth of the matter is you're doing it worried about what people are going to say about you. And the people that are watching it are worrying about what you think about them. So it's two people worried about the same thing about themselves. And so it just stops people from making their own their, you know, their own decisions. And, and it's really important to get beyond that and go, OK, I'm not concerned about what you think about me. I'm more concerned that I'm doing my viewers and my audience justice by giving them the information and showing them, you know, the things that they need to see. Mm, I love that. I love that perspective. Like, it's so true. Yeah. You're just worried about somebody else and somebody else is worried about you. That's yep. ironic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so for for. What would be the top tips that you would suggest for business, like um, whether they're already online and, or just getting started, like what are the, I guess, five top tips for them to like be successful? 
Number one would be just to know exactly who you're trying to reach. Know who that audience is. Know who you're trying to have impact on. Um, so that's number one, right? Like before you even really get deeper into trying to grow your business, make sure that you're making the right type of content and reaching the right type of people. Um, another example I always use is like an entertainer doesn't necessarily care who the audience is. They just want the view. As a business owner, you care who the audience is because you want to convert them into a supporter. So be sure to know who you know your audience is. Number two, um, I would say stop being concerned with what any other, anybody else thinks or comparing yourself to any other creator. You are a, a talented individual who has an idea for a business or running a business that has a lot of potential to offer the world something better than what they're experiencing currently. And so with that, take that in knowing that and with confidence, just begin to make your videos about it. Um, so that's number two. Stop what you're doing with the worry and just go for it. Um, number three, find someone who's doing it at a high level and try to connect with them. Um, try to connect and, and really create that communication to learn from them. There are people out there that are willing to share that information from, for free, completely free. All right. And you get a lot of that on these social media platforms. So be sure to connect with somebody or find a program to get into, a mastermind to go to, attend some conferences to really learn you know, where you stand and where you're at currently and how to get better. Uh, so that was that was what three. Number four would be um, when it comes to an entrepreneur, um, figure out you know what it takes in the next six months to really see growth. Don't work just in year to year or don't work day to day. Figure out if, if I want to be here in six months, you know, and by the end of the year, what do I need to do to get there? And then follow that process. Right? Create a schedule, create patterns for yourself that will lead to that. Um, we, you know, everybody here in our program, we go by what we call the wealthy way. And the wealthy way just doesn't, you know, refer to finance. The wealthy way is is every aspect of your life. So create them patterns that give you better health, that, that that give you better sleep, better rest, better eating habits, and all these things are centered around your health and your well being. That then tend to convert to living that wealthy lifestyle. Um, as you feel better, you perform better, and so that would be my my fourth tip. And then my fifth tip. Would um, would be, you know, get with somebody that can tell you the truth. Uh, find someone on your team, you know, someone that is that maybe maybe they're outside of your business as well. It could be either one. But find those individuals that can tell you the truth about what you're doing um, so that you have someone that can give you really clear insight on how to be better. You know, just on the day to day, those individuals are important. So even outside of the business, you need that individual to tell you and keep you you know, in check. Um, so those are my five tips. Um, and then if I did a bonus one, I would say look into signing up for Wealthy Creator or Pineda Media. Um, if you are struggling right now with trying to get out content, uh, Pineda Media is a great resource. Um, they do have the ability to help you through filming. Also posting, you know, doing your captions, your subtitles, everything for you. It is a complete do it for you service. Um, so you do have that opportunity. And then Wealthy Creator is the education. 
No need to be doing something that you don't fully understand and know about. Um, so I would be glad to, you know, help anybody out. Uh, in fact, like I said, I'm on your podcast. Since this is new for you. Um, anybody that follows you, follows me and DMs me the word Monica, you know, I will, I will, t- I will select, let's say three of them and do a free 30 minute consultation. Wow. Thank you so much. Oh, you guys better take advantage of that because that, that mind right there is golden. You guys have heard how much knowledge he's brought today to the podcast. So if you you get 30 minutes there, I mean, that's amazing. Um, Thank you so much for doing that. And, and to all the viewers, I appreciate that. Um, Yeah. So I'm, to add to what you said, you know, getting all this information, the only thing I would add is don't consume knowledge and not do anything. Like consume the knowledge, you. get yourself the people that need to drive you to get to where you want to be, but don't don't get analysis paralysis, right? Don't consume the knowledge and not do anything about it because that's not going to drive you anywhere and is wasted money and is wasted time. So really, really apply um, what you're learning to what you're doing. Absolutely. The last thing I Uh, had for you was um, I want to do a rapid round with you um, mm -hmm. of questions. Um, So it'll be five questions. So um, tell me one thing you wish you knew when you started your journey. Oh, that's good. That, these are good questions. Okay. So uh, one thing I wish I knew when I started my journey is just uh, better financial literacy. Um, I, I think understanding money before you actually get it will mm-hmm. help you succeed in the long run. Um, it really will change the game. If I know what I know now about business when I first started, trajectory is a lot faster and so, you know, and a lot different. So I, I, that's one of the things I wish I would have gotten from school, you know, early on, you know, is that e- e-com, you know, classes that really actually taught you the business. Um, but that's one thing I wish I really knew early on. And where, where do you think people could get that today? Uh, today, right now, again, getting into these business masterminds, uh, you know, YouTube University, they can teach you a lot as well. Um, and really, again, finding someone who understands it. So I had like CPA friends that I just didn't know were doing what they were doing at that high of a level because I didn't have a real passion for caring for it. I didn't have the money. So it was like, what am I going to talk to them about how to manage 600 bucks? All right. Like it didn't it didn't really matter. And so now I know like, yeah, those individuals that you may feel are kind of nerdy and numbers geeks. Those are the ones you want to kind of talk to to really learn how to manage your finances. Definitely. Um, what is the most challenging project you've worked on and what did it teach you? Wow. Uh, my most challenging project, and we didn't really get too deep into it. I, um, I did some work for uh, a bigger wedding, like a, a really big, you know, well-known person who happened to be, you know, they were part of team mom and they were kind of seen everywhere at the time. They were really, really popular at this year that this was happening. And what that taught me was not every job is, uh, or every opportunity is really a good opportunity mm-hmm. and not every you know big opportunity financially was worth it. 
um, because the amount of time that it took on the back end to create something that they liked, a lot, you know, it really forced me to even lose out on other opportunities. Um, and so, you know, in learning, you know, in that, because I always say like it, it was a mess up, but it was a, a really big learning phase for me. Now I know that like, actually, when you get the opportunity presented to you, take the time, dissect it and be sure that it's something that you want to do. Mm, that is truth right there. <laughs> I've, I know I, it's funny because, you know, you I, you know, sometimes you have those moments where you're thinking like, oh, a, a client leaves you or, you know, you're just not agreeing on things and, you know, they have a different perspective on how things should be run and you have to like kind of make that decision of like okay you know we shouldn't we shouldn't be working together um and mm -hmm. it gets you down but it's like at the end of the day you really have to think about like what is it bringing you and what is it teaching you and sometimes even if you want to help somebody you can't help everybody because they're not ready they're not in that in that spot where they're ready to take in the knowledge so you just have to let people go and let people be. And when they get to the spot where they're ready to learn, then they're going to be able to be open-minded to that knowledge. So, That's yeah. So true. So true. What would be the best piece of advice you've ever received as an entrepreneur? Oh, the, the best piece of advice I've always, I've gotten so far um, was be slow to hire and quick to fire. Um, I got that from an individual when I was going through a, a, a difficult time figuring out who I needed and wanted on my team. And one of the things he said is, you know, you've created a culture for your business and you need to hire people that align with that culture and mm -hmm. understand that culture and, and want to be a part of the growth of that, of that, that culture. And so that is the slow to hire. And then the other piece he gave me was be quick to fire. And that means you, you have to set a standard and you have to stick to that standard. And so any individual that doesn't align with you in the proper ways, you got to just part ways. You know, that's a big thing that I take that I've taken you know, to heart and really seriously. And I've, I've, I've learned that it, it does help, you know, with the process and it makes things a lot easier when you have a team that is all on the same page, trying to head in the same direction. So true. Let me tell you. So I, I am actually with you guys on wealthy business, right? And I love that about the platform that you guys have created. Um, it really like focuses down for business owners to look at the, look at what your values are, what like your ethics are and really hire within your bubble, right? Instead of like, oh, you think this person might be good or their family or whatever the case is, like really look mm -hmm. at the values that you have as a person and as a, your, your business values and then hire within that. And I think I had an aha moment going through the wealthy business with that information. I was just like, wow, that is so powerful because then you're not going to lose. You're not going to have a lot of turnaround. You're, you're not going to have to, you know, you're not hiring and firing the, 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 you're hiring the right people and firing the right people. Right. And your business and your team is going to grow exponentially and you're going to have the right people behind you. So that is so important what you just said. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And thank you guys for creating such an amazing program. Like i I'm so grateful. I feel so grateful and thankful to, oh, to have wow. ran across you guys. So I've learned so much in this past few months. It's 
insane. So thank you. Um, That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Um, what is the most satisfying aspect of what you do? I get fulfilled when I see the growth in everybody that we have the opportunity to help. So that is super satisfying. Like I, I, I can't tell you enough, like even this conversation that we just had, watching where you were at when you first joined on, almost not turning on your camera most of the times that you hopped <laughs> on, like, and seeing you now, you know, you are a vital piece to the community. You are a big part of what Wealthy Creator represents. And so I get fulfilled every time I see it, watching people's confidence increase as they're, you know, continuing to make videos and then watching their business grow from it. You know, we always usually start our calls with, hey, who's got some wins they want to throw out there? And so every time I do that, it is because it does give me you know, a gratifying feeling that, yes, we're doing the right things. We're helping, you know, the people that are in our community and they then in turn are going to go change their communities and help their communities. And so it's, you know, that is the biggest, you know, reward for me in this whole thing outside of anything financial, anything, you know, when it comes to a follower or fame or anything like that, you know, watching people grow um, using the tools and strategies that we try to offer is amazing. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and if you had a message for any new entrepreneur, like what would that be? Like I, m my podcast, I really want to focus it for entrepreneurs, especially those just getting started. So like, what would be that message for that new entrepreneur, um, getting started? Uh, I'm going to start with just saying first, don't hesitate to follow your dream and whatever that is mm. really go after it. You know, take take the risk, take the gambles and take the good with the bad. Right. Like you, it's, things aren't going to always go your way, but you, you have the opportunity to bounce back as long as you're still here. And so take advantage of it and, and, and really go out there and set on a track to like, I'm going to make a difference today. Um, really go where you know, you're being led to. Right. Take opportunities as they come when you believe they're right. And then don't be fearful of anything. Really take action on what it is that you want. Seek help where you can find it and just go forward on your day to day, trying to be better and better as you go on day to day. Mm, I love that. Love that. Thank you so much, Justin. It has been a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for all the knowledge you share every call that we have. Like, Truly, it's been very helpful for me in my business, just helping me grow and also helping my customers grow their social media as well, you know, because everything that I learned there, I'm able to apply it with my customers as well. So um, you are touching so many lives Not with every person you touch. You're touching so many more others. So thank you for all oh, the wow. work that you guys do out there. And for Ryan also, Ryan, thank you so much for creating this community like it. It wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. And it, it is really like I look up to that to see what the power of somebody and what they could build. You know, it's like I look forward to in the future having some type of impact um, in that in that way. You know, maybe not in the same way. I, I really love mental health. So my my plan is to create a nonprofit that helps with mental health and just creating it for the community wow. so that they're able to do something with that and and not have to pay for it. You know, everything is money around here. And um, I'm hoping to develop that and, and 
have my little contribution to our community here and in the world. So, but um, yeah, thank you again so much for making the time to be here with me. I appreciate you. Yes. And and thank you for having me again. I'm in debt for you sharing your platform with me. Um, And I do, I affirm everything you just said, you are going to, you know, leave your mark here with what you're trying to do. Um, So again, thank you for having me and I appreciate the time spent. Of course. All right, right. guys, thank you so much for listening and we will see you on the next episode.